This is beautiful. Thank you both. You know, as Christians get together to celebrate Christmas, you often hear in the background, ho, ho, ho. And they don't like it. Like, what's this ho, ho, ho business? We're celebrating the birth of our Savior. And I get it. But you know what's worse than ho, ho, ho? Ho, hum. I got friends in AA. They say, we, we got a, we got a incurable disease. And there's no cure. It could take our lives. And so we have to be eternally vigilant. We have to make our meetings because our meetings are our medicine. If I don't take my medicine, I could have a relapse, and it's not going to be pretty. They say you get the wrinkles out of your belly, and you forget where you came from. They say complacency kills. So there's no shame or blame in my game. When I talk about ho-hum and complacency, complacency and ho-hum lives in me <laughs> as it dwells in all of us. But we got the Holy Spirit of God where we can put to death, mortify is the way the King James puts it. We can mortify, put to death these things that dwell within us, um, that um, ho-hum could be put in its place, and we can experience the joy of the Lord, joy of the Lord that those two sisters prompted in me as they sang that song, and it prompts me to think about Mary, and what did she know? Uh, we'll begin, just, I just got a couple of minutes here to share. I'm not going to go long. My mother used to say, brevity is the soul of wit. But she said, you're Irish, you got no soul, bro. <laughs> but we'll be brief. But, but um, as was already read for us this morning from uh, Luke chapter 2, when the angels went away, and into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see these things that have happened, what the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph, the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. What did she know when the angel Gabriel met her in, Naz in, in her home and, and, and said, you know, you're going to... She might have been 14 years old. She could have been that young. And she's like, wait, what? What does this mean? If you look at the words of Mary to the angel Gabriel, and then you look at the words of Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, the words are remarkably similar. But with Mary, he's like, okay, sweetie, well, we got answers for you. How can this, how can this be? I'm, I'm 14. I'm a virgin. I got no husband. Zechariah said the same thing, and they said, okay, slick, zip it. You ain't going to talk for the next nine months. You're going to be writing on a chalkboard for nine months until the baby's born. Um, but what did, she, what did Mary know? She was asking questions. She was wondering. She was astonished. It says it several times. Luke, Luke presents this picture. I know Luke, to present his gospel, to write this gospel, was like sitting at Mary's knee, listening, asking her questions. Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. It says in verse 19. Verse 33, when they took the baby to the temple to be presented, it was the circumcision eight day on the eighth day. They met Anna and Simeon. Simeon says, this baby's for the, that was on his bucket list. He, was, he said, I don't want to die until I get to see my Messiah. And the Lord said, all right, slick, you got it. 
I know your heart. I know your faith. He held the baby in his hand, and he said, this baby is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel. And he told his mother, he says, but a sword is going to pierce your heart. So what did she know? I don't know, but she was asking questions from the start, pondering these things, marveling at the things that what was said about her son. They saw him at the temple at his bar mitzvah, and when his parents saw him, they were astonished, and they're like, why, you, why didn't you tell us? Where were you? Why, you, know, you didn't speak to us. And he said, didn't you know I must be about my father's business? She said, Luke tells us, they didn't know what he was talking about. They're like, what's he saying? Father's business? What? And then, and, then, and then just his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. So I don't know what she knew, and I don't know what you know, and what you think about what you ponder, but I know that complacency kills because I got friends and they told me all about it. You, I don't want to get the wrinkles out of my belly and forget where I came from and not meditate and ponder. Like, what does this mean? Scriptures say things to me, and I'm like, what? Huh? I like the Old Testament because I used to do crossword puzzles in the New York Times when I was younger and my brain was a little sharper. But, but it's like, I'm like, why is this here? What does this mean? You know, Elijah and the bears, it's like, why those bears kill those, little, those teenagers? These are there for a reason. And they're like, what? And even if it's just Jesus telling you different things, unless you abide in me, it's like, what does abide mean? Why don't we just talk English, talk plain? He does that on purpose to lure us in, to invite us, to beckon, to, so that you think, like, why don't you just Those are the words he wants to use. He said abide in me specifically because he doesn't want to say, go to church, pray for an hour. He's like, no, you got to abide in me. And unless you abide in me, like, it ain't happening. So ho, ho, ho ain't cool. Ho-hum could be worse. And in order to fight that, we got to stir the Holy Spirit, marvel at these things that are said about our Lord. Ask questions like, wait, what? Talk to me. Explain these things. If you ask, he'll answer. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, he'll open.